Aloha nui kako, Avelina mai keia vahipukana o keia podcast o yahoi o Moonkind Things, the podcast. Uh, today, we are going to talk all about Fake Statehood Day. So, um, I've been wanting to talk about this for a little bit. Actually, I haven't been. <laughs> you guys know that I don't like to really go into, if I can help it, um, it's, it's like a lot of emotional um, energy from me to go into the timeline and the history, especially after being a teacher where I had to like re go, you know, I had to go in depth about these different people and places and events for my kids. And it's an emotional journey for me as an empath and as somebody who uh, feels connected to my kupuna and as a, a native Hawaiian of today's contemporary world, it is emotional and it's traumatic for me to relive these kinds of experiences. Um, so I don't like to do this kind of stuff often. I used to do it all the time before, and I used to be such a keyboard warrior, like I always tell you guys. But um, yeah, I just protect my peace a little bit different these days. So this is just meant as an educational. You know, I have to say, um, for the work that I do, I, I kind of expect to get more trolls and more hate and stuff. Um, just because I'm so kue about the things that I am and in the way that I am. Um, but I don't normally actually receive hate or like, you know, trolling comments and stuff like that. So <coughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm feeling a little bit under the weather still. I, I just have like a little cold. So excuse my cold, sick, sicky voice. Um, but we're talking about statehood. So uh, especially statehood. I don't normally like to create any kind of hubbub around this in general because it's fake uh it's a scam <clears throat> it's not a holiday in my opinion definitely not not something that should be celebrated the stealing of indigenous land and freedom and bodily autonomy but um yeah statehood day so let's go ahead and dive into it the reason why i wanted to make this a podcast though so when i first woke up i was not when i first woke up but I wanted to make this, okay, to do like a brief timeline so that we can all see from all perspectives that it went from Hawaii being an independent, self-governed nation, kingdom, Pai'aina, and then through a series of like 50 or so years, <clears throat> American hands just reached in and grabbed everything and took over. And it's uh, it, it in a blatantly illegal way so it's just kind of like I just really don't understand like <clears throat> sometimes I trip out that there's you know obviously like you live a different experience than I live and like you live your whole own life you're the main character in your life I'm the main character in my life and they're all different experiences and then on top of that you can have a whole child that is like their own main character in their own life it's crazy it just trips me out sometimes like that there's so many perspectives there are people that genuinely believe that you know Hawaii is better off under America's reign um and there's people that genuinely believe like myself that Hawaii is really not a part of America legally illegally you know literally figuratively all the different ways you can twist it or call it uh so let's just jump into this so when I was trying to look up some good um like resources to share with you guys to do some further reading because I only serve as a jumping point you know I always say that and all of the things that I learned are just what I've learned from my own history courses from my own talking with my kupuna from just being raised in a Hawaiian family that um things like Hawaiian culture and Hawaiian history really matter to my family um so like these are just all the things oh, and I'd love to read I'm a big reader I've always been a big reader you know 
and have my bachelor in Hawaiian studies and all of those other things that I don't really care about when I talk about um, my credentials and why I talk about the things that I do. Because to me, more important than a Western degree and then all of those things are actual real life experience. So as a hula practitioner and as a culture practitioner in general, um, this is my manao. So as I was looking up timelines, I came across this really ignorant article, okay? And I wanted to just read you guys some snippets of it just so you can see that this is like reality of Hawaii. The freaking title of this article is What is Statehood Day in Hawaii and How Will It Impact My Visit? is literally the title. And right under the title, there's a huge picture of Lauren Thurston on Statehood Day, like Iolani Palace decorated with American flags. Like, read the room, dude. Okay, so it says, um, you know, it's it's talking a little bit. Da, 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 da. So then it goes on. It says that Wikipedia reports that statehood bills for Hawaii were introduced into the U.S. Congress as early as 1919 by Prince Jonah Kuhio Kalaniana'ole, the non-voting delegate sent out by the territory of Hawaii to the U.S. Congress. Um, June 27, 1959, majority of voters on all islands voted in favor of statehood. Of the approximate 140,000 votes cast, less than 8,000 rejected the admission act of 1959 okay totally wrong ever since i can remember there has been a bit of controversy over statehood day because of the sensitive nature of the hawaiian sovereignty movement many native hawaiians believe the u.s illegally he has the illegally in quotes acquired hawaii so hawaii is in a state at all some prefer that the holiday either not exist or exist in silence period the only right thing this guy said in his whole ass article According to About Travel in 2006, a small group of under 50 folks organized by State Senator Sam Sloan, representative of Hawaii Kai, met at Iolani Palace to celebrate the anniversary of statehood at the place where statehood was declared. Like, how insensitive is that? How disrespectful is that? A small group of white people in 2006 go to Iolani Palace to celebrate statehood at Iolani Palace. Same fucking smell as those white people in Kailua that be putting up those American flags everywhere. A larger group of people, including but not limited to those without those with Hawaiian blood, organized a protest, reportedly drowning out the smaller group. While there was a lot of shouting and some name calling, the encounter was nonviolent, as have been all such encounters over the past years. They're like, don't worry, white people, it's still safe to visit Hawaii. Each group has historically what had appeared to be valid issues. The Hawaiian, again in parentheses, I mean quotes, group felt that the choice of the Iolani Palace was inappropriate since it's a special place for Hawaiians as the former home of the last monarchs. The issue is even touchier since it was in Iolani Palace that Hawaii's last queen, Liliuokalani, was kept under house arrest following her overthrow on January 17th. So not only do they like vaguely throw in a sentence about the illegal, over, like violent overthrow of America in Hawaii, um, but they also are like, yeah, I don't know why these Hawaiians are so mad. It's just Iolani Palace where we imprisoned your queen after we overthrew your government. Who cares? <sighs> How does statehood day in Hawaii impact visitors? It doesn't really. But if you need something done at a state government office, you'll be out of luck. But otherwise, you may only notice bigger crowds at beaches and other local visited venues. Travel and tour companies such as Hawaii Aloha Travel will likely be operational. Statehood Day is still a somewhat controversial holiday in Hawaii, but it's a holiday nonetheless. If you see celebrations, protests, or just a closed sign on a state government building, you'll know why. So this is on a website called Hawaii Aloha Travel, who are apparently Hawaii experts since 2001. Like, this is the kind of shit that pisses me off, okay? Because then you have people 
that are reading articles like this that have no idea what the real history is and that's why they come here to Hawaii and they act the way that they do which is entitled and ignorant and you know all of the other things that we hate about tourists ignorant tourists that come here but it's like at this point I mean okay to to be completely honest and transparent my whole life I have grown up thinking uh tourists suck tourism sucks we don't want tourists here um but I you know that was very much not the status quo growing up in a world where it's like you have to be nice to the tourists they come here for Hawaii and spend their money and blah, 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 blah. and even from a young age I knew that was a fucking scam you know what I mean like I knew like who gives a shit about what kind of money they bring here first of all it's not even we never even see any of it and second of all what what you can do with money eat it wipe your ass like you know what I mean Kanaka know that there are things that are so much more valuable to us than a piece of fucking paper that doesn't even mean anything um so we have that article by a lovely Bruce Fisher who clearly knows nothing about Hawaii and then also on the complete opposite flip side we have bigislandpost.com um the long and complicated history of Hawaii statehood day great 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 read i'm going to go through a really quick timeline to kind of look at um like i said like how quickly america kind of just swooped in and took everything up so the opening sentence Although 94% of Hawaii voters were in favor of statehood in 1959, Hawaii Statehood Day is still somewhat controversial today, especially among Native Hawaiians. You have to understand that the time in which all of this happened was like after the World War, you know, like there was a lot of shit going on. Our people were um, vulnerable. They were scared. They were broken. We were just coming off like huge, 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 like, um decrease in population after the past like 200 years of colonization you know like when we judge a lot of the decisions that our kupuna made we forget that at that time things were just super different and and of course hindsight 2020 right but like when you're in the moment even kalakaua and the bayonet constitution and everything but anyway okay moving on so we start off with the kingdom, right? So we have Kamehameha Nui in the very beginning. He conquers the islands. Kaumuali'i cedes Kauai to him. And in 1810, Hawaiian kingdom is established. Everybody is under the same rule for the very first time. So we go to Kamehameha the second. There's that whole shit show with the kapu system ending and Ka'ahumanu and Kiopuolani. Um, yeah, that's a hot mess. Uh, I've talked about that in some in another podcast before. I'm not really going to dive into that because that's not what we're here for today. But so you have Kamehameha Lua and the Kamehameha Kolu, Kawikeoli. He is kind of the first one that enters into some kind of relationship with America. We have in 1826 the Treaty of Friendship. So this one was really just like a, a formal established relationship. Obviously, like I am very, um, you know, very biased. I only really know the Hawaiian history side of these kinds of things. And I have no idea anything about American politics or American treaties or like uh international politics so this again disclaimer this is just what i've learned and what i'm passing on so whatever do your own homework um ladi dadi ole ike kahala hokahi correct me if you must moving on um so treaty of friendship and it basically is like you're a you're a independent sovereign country we're an independent sovereign country we're not going to beat you up you're not going to beat us up it's all good 
So, after that, Kawikeuli writes the first constitution in 1840, right? And it's, like, all Western, God this, God that. Like, it's all modeled, basically, after the American constitution, okay? So, it's modeled after the American constitution. You can kind of see from this point on where, well, actually, from earlier on, but from right here is, like, where a lot of stuff really starts to change within our leaders and our people. Um, and then we have... Um, Lot passes away without naming a successor to the throne. So then Lunalilo is elected. And then in 1875, we fast forward to Kalakaua and he signs the Reciprocity Treaty. So that was the one that was really like um, opening up for free trade between America and Hawaii. So basically, it was still all about money. So the first treaty of friendship, whatever, was just like, okay, let's make nice nice. And they kind of had set their eyes on Hawaii, but you know, they weren't like moving in yet. Then the reciprocity treaty was when the big sugar boom was happening because America was going through all of that. Um, is that that? Yeah, that is. America was going through. Oh, the depression was what was happening. So they had like no sugar over there. Hawaii became a huge sugar producer. So it was really expensive for America to ship a lot, you know, and like um, trade with Hawaii to get a lot of the sugar. So they entered into this reciprocity treaty with the United States and Hawaii, which basically made sugarcane free to to trade and um, and like access into both of those markets and stuff like that. OK, so that happens. And then 1884, which is only like nine years later, the Kingdom of Hawaii and the United States together sign a reciprocity convention, which is basically like the first one, but on steroids. So the convention allows the United States to use and occupy Pearl Harbor and the U.S. gain the lands that become the Pearl Harbor Naval Base. So you can see from Treaty of Friendship to Reciprocity Treaty where now they're like, OK, we need where we want to do. We basically want to take all the cool stuff that you have for free. We also want some land that we can operate out of. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what are we getting out of any of this as Poe of Hawaii? Um, besides money, which we don't you know, like I said, you know, that doesn't really matter to us. Um, and taking away the thing that really does matter the most to us, which is Aina. And then we talk about um, the Bayonet Constitution that was signed. So the Bayonet Constitution was signed at gunpoint by Kalakaua, by um, members of the Hawaiian League, which is a funny name for them because they were all white people, which was they basically turned into the Committee of Safety that overthrows the Hawaii and that which then turns into the provisional government. Uh, which then takes over the Hawaiian, uh, which then overthrows the Hawaiian government and turns into the Republic of Hawaii, a vision, uh, uh, eventually, I believe. Um, so yeah. Okay. So the, the whole point of the Bayonet constitution is to take all of the power away from Kalakaua and Hawaiian people and to give all of the power to the members of the cabinet which are white men and only give voting power to like white men only give land buying power to white men it's ridiculous dude um so all of that happens and then the actual overthrow happens okay so the overthrow happens through the committee of safety on January 17 1893 and Lili abdicates and signs that um that that document that basically says i give up my power to these people because what the fuck i don't want anybody to die so lily wokalani did that because she believed that just like before when uh paulette came and took away uh, or said oh this place belongs to britain now that the reigning uh leader of that space which in this case would be president grover cleveland would or sorry no at this time oh no yes it was cleveland um 
that he would restore their independence when he found out about what actually happened, right? And then we know about her whole um, voyage where she went to America to go plead her case, basically. And and the president at the time heard her out and was like, yes, totally. Let me restore your independence. And then before it could happen, the next president was um, instated. And he was like, no, we need Hawaii. So... Then we get to annexation. So in 1897, we have Hui Aloha Aina for women and Hui Aloha Aina for men and Hui Kalai Aina who organized the annexation petitions. I'm like, why does that sound so weird? Because it's the Kuei petitions. <laughs> um, so they organize all of that and there's an overwhelming, overwhelming amount of people that signed the Kuei petition saying that we do not want to be annexed to the United States of America. Um, and it's super interesting, in 1898, the Hawaii Annexation Treaty did not achieve the required number of votes and was not ratified by the U.S. Senate. So they were like, we don't even want to mess with that. I'm not even into doing that. Um, and then the New Lands Resolution was passed by both houses of Congress on July 16, 1898, because U.S. declared war on Spain and Hawaii became a strategic military location. So basically, um, the New Lands, Resol New Lands Resolution was signed in 1898, which annexed Hawaii to the United States, along with a bunch of other things, because um, of the Spanish-American War, the U.S. decided that they needed all of this land, this strategic military location in the middle of the ocean on the way over there. Um, yeah, they just got greedy here. The last Hawaiian flag to fly in Hawaii was lowered at 12 noon on August 12, 1898. The United States flag was raised in its place. Heavy. So then it's a U.S. territory, right? We're not even like a state yet. So 1900s, the Organic Act establishes the Hawaii, Territory Gover Hawaii Territorial Government. Um, Sanford B. Dole, that crazy guy, goes from being the president of the provisional government to, or the Republic of Hawaii, to the governor of the territory of Hawaii. So um, those residing in Hawaii prior to August 12, 1898, became citizens of the territory of Hawaii. No choice, period. Voting and property rights mirrored those found on the U.S. continent. So basically white men. <sighs> and then we have Pearl Harbor, right? Which is a total shit show again because then Hawaii, um, America is like, okay, well, perfect. We need all of this. Um, let me keep you safe. Let us keep you safe is what they say. Yeah. And then in 1959, the U.S. Congress passed the Hawaii Admission Act which admits Hawaii as a state of the union on August 21st, 1959. Um, in 1963, Congress passes an act that allows lands retained by the federal government to return to the state if such lands are declared unnecessary for federal purposes. The former flag of the Kingdom of Hawaii is adopted as the flag of the state of Hawaii. Disrespectful. August 21st is, is recognized as Hawaii Statehood Day of a, a Hawaii state holiday. Sorry, I'm reading so fast and like... My mind is all over the place. I keep stuttering. <laughs> um, and then, how's this one? When I taught my kids this, they were like, what the heck? In 1993, President Clinton signed into law, Public Law 103-150, apologizing for the United States' role in the overthrow of the Hawaiian Kingdom 100 years earlier. Okay, it wasn't just their role, though. You know that Sanford B. Dole wasn't just acting on his own. And for the deprivation of the rights of Native Hawaiians to self to Oh, my God. What was that stutter? I need to chill. Uh, to self-determination. Yeah. And then 2000, you have Akaka Ninoy introducing um, FEDREC, which is a whole 
another can of worms. On January 17, 2018, the 125th anniversary of the overthrow of the Hawaiian Kingdom and the deposition of Queen Liliuokalani, thousands marched toward Iolani Palace. A portrait of the Queen, along with purple-flocked kahili, torches, and Hawaiian flags are all carried in the march. Oli, Mele, and Ho'okupu are offered in memory of Queen Liliuokalani in the Hawaiian Kingdom. A Hawaiian flag is hoisted above Iolani Palace. To this day, Native Hawaiians continue to advocate for the right to self-determination and self-government. Like I said, this is a really, really, really good article to read. It's on Big Island Pulse. It's called The Long and Complicated History of Hawaii Statehood Day. Okay, so we go from the Friendship Treaty to the Reciprocity Treaty to the Reciprocity Convention to the actual overthrow um, by the Committee of Safety to annexation to... Ter- Republic of Hawaii to territory to territory of Hawaii to actual statehood um, and then the apology bill which basically says so sorry for everything that we did so sad too bad so yeah just like I don't know when I go through all of that I'm just like what do you like how is that a holiday how is that a holiday to celebrate the day that you took away people's independence the day that you took away aina the day that like there is so much generational trauma stacked and stacked and stacked on the events that come from and deal with the overthrow and you know sometimes people are like why does that even matter it was like 200 years ago well i mean why does any of it matter right why like why does any of our history matter because it all fucking matters but also like sometimes i was just driving in the car with my daughter the other day and she was talking to me like just saying little olala words and i was just thinking like within my dad's lifetime so within my 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 papa's lifetime i guess um it is such a radically radically different world of hawaiian language and hawaiian culture and hawaiian history like you didn't want to be hawaiian growing up a hundred years ago you didn't want to be dark-skinned. You didn't want to chant. You didn't want to know the stories of your people. You didn't want to know the language of your land. You just wanted to assimilate and get by and make enough money in your tourism job that you can feed your freaking family. You know what I mean? And families that used to be like 14 people are now like two or three because we cannot even afford to live in the same place that we are born from. I feel like I I say the same things over again and I'm so used to living this life and then I have moments like that where I, I look at stuff like that and I say like okay yeah we've come so far but also what if in 200 years my great-grandchildren don't speak Hawaiian what if in 200 years my great-grandchildren don't even know who Kekuo Kaleni is and Manono you know So it's important that we do this work and it's important that we keep telling these stories and it's important that we tell these stories to our keiki and we have them practice these stories and it's important that we tell them in Olalo Hawaii and it's important that we listen to the stories of our kupuna because all of those stories that your parents tell you now are just as valid as any other story we find in any other Puke Hawaii. And that's that on that for today, kids. I'm going to go finish my tea and oh... I'm going to do, so, (laughs) the reason why I made this, I'm going to do, I think, I think, I think, I'm going to do, like, a fake hood pop-up at my house. Um, I'm going to have a tent 
I live in a cul-de-sac. So at the end of the cul-de-sac, you just come drive by. You can place your order through a Google form and, and reserve a time slot and just come by and pick up your stuff. I'm thinking that's what it's going to look like. I really wanted to have my friend Ohu with her poi bowls, but she's not available. So I don't know, maybe my other friend would smoke meat or maybe I'll just make like a huge stew, a thing of beef stew and like do beef stew bowls and kinis. I don't know. <laughs> Is that weird? <laughs> I want to do something. I want to connect with my Kayaulu for statehood day and I don't want to have a printing workshop or do something like that because of COVID has been super crazy lately and yeah i'm also like just i don't know i'm just a little wary of doing something like that right now just because of community spread and my own family and everything um so thinking about doing i was going to do just like a, a a table where your order is laid out at the time you're supposed to come and i'll just be in the yard and i can just wave to you while you pick up your little package with your name on it so we can be totally contact free you can still get your goodies i don't i think i'm going to only start offering my bikinis um in person because of the fit and i want everybody to be completely happy with it and all of that um so this would be a great avenue for some of you guys to come and check out some kinis um i'm gonna offer some like exclusive pieces just a couple some of those halter tops that i threw together um yeah i'm thinking about doing that i know it's in like two days but i don't know i'm still a little bit hesitant i don't really know if i want everybody driving to my house you know you know the deals but Maybe I'll just have my big scary dog sit in the yard, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oya vale no. Mahalo i hola no koholo hea na mai. Ahui ho kako.